step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Sports with the Statman is on the air. Welcome to Sports with the Statman on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, George Sithopoulos, the Statman, on a Saturday morning, the 29th of April. 2017. It is 10 a.m. in the East, and we are live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from our authentic invitation home studios in northern New Jersey. We're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes, so sit back and enjoy as I take you through the world of sports. A good Saturday morning out there, everybody. The last one in April as baseball is underway and moving on into May over uh, after the uh, the end of the weekend. And we had a great night of baseball in New York last night with the Yankees coming back from a 9-1 deficit to winning in, in extra innings in the 10th inning against the Baltimore Orioles. Final score there, 14-11 to with a bunch of home runs, including Matt Holliday's three-run three, three run homer to win it in the 10th. And the Mets holding off the Nationals 7-5. to Jacob deGrom, bad early, great late, 12 strikeouts, outdueling Max Scherzer. And the Mets somehow holding off the Nationals, including bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, uh, with the Mets up 7-5 and one out. Josh Edgen comes in for Juris Familia, uh, who was supposed to close out the game. And Edgen induces Harper in a 1-2-3 double play to end the game. So some uh, great baseball heroics in New York last night. And uh, hockey on the docket tonight with the Rangers in the second round, down one nothing in their series to the Ottawa Senators. They will play game two uh, at the Canadian Tire Center uh, tonight. So all of that coming up for uh, for the New Yorkers. Meanwhile, the, uh, uh, the Yankees and Red Sox playing over the past week. The Yankees uh, getting the job done there. So... Um, there's uh, there's a lot going on, obviously. This week in fantasy sports, we'll take you through week four and get you ready for week five in fantasy baseball. As I mentioned, moving the calendar from April to May. And next week, next week, we will have our all-stat man team for the first month of the baseball season. But right now, fantasy focus for this week will be a look at the starting rotations around baseball. There have been some injuries, namely to my fantasy team. Boy, I am the walking wounded all of a sudden. I have Madison Bumgarner, dirt bike accident. I have Noah Syndergaard, whose start was pushed back. He is supposed to go tomorrow. He does not want an MRI. He doesn't think that there would be a need for it. Well, he's supposed to start tomorrow. And if he doesn't, he will probably go on the DL. And I also have Adam Eaton, who tried to beat out a a ground ball to third, actually to short. He did beat it out, but in the... uh, uh, in the process of doing that, he twisted his ankle terribly on the front end of the first base bag, and it looks like he'll be out for for a long time. So my fantasy league, uh, my fantasy team, not doing very well right now after a promising 2-0 start, 2-1 and and losing this week. That is not good news. Anyway, uh, a quick look at the Stanley Cup playoffs as uh, we are playing the bracket challenge. If you did play the bracket challenge, uh, and you could find that, on NHL.com slash bracket. 
uh, or I believe uh, bracketchallenge.nhl.com also works. Uh, you uh, you can uh, see how you're doing and see how I'm doing. I have 56 points so far, not very good. But right now, second round uh, matchups: the Nashville Predators and St. Louis Blues. The Blues tied up the series by splitting. The uh, two games to start the series in St. Louis, they won 4-3 last night. So that series is tied at one apiece. And Edmonton is out to a 2-0 lead over Anaheim after winning 2-1, 39 saves from Cam Talbot last night as the Oilers are really capturing the hearts and minds of the, uh, of the entire country of Canada right now. Well, actually, Ottawa is right there, one nothing, leading uh, uh, the Rangers in their series after a solid win 2-1 last night, or two nights ago. Uh, Eric Carlson with a shot from below the goal line that went in off of uh, the the uh, uh, the top part of Henrik Lundqvist's back and in the net with a few minutes left, and Pittsburgh leads the series with the Caps one nothing. Uh, and Game Two of the Eastern Conference series uh, happens today and tonight. Meanwhile, last night was the Western Conference turn in their game, too. So um, Edmonton just uh, looking good. Western Canada definitely puts their faith in them. Eastern Canada maybe to Ottawa uh, as uh, two Canadian teams are in the second round of the playoffs. And uh, lest we remind you that no Canadian teams made the playoffs last year, and a Canadian team has not hoisted the Stanley Cup since the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. It's been a long time, but you have a 2-8 and chance if you're rooting for a Canadian team to, uh, uh, to, to do it. If you're rooting for a, uh, an original six team, you only have the Rangers. That's it. Uh, and if you're looking for the long drought teams, well, the St. Louis Blues are still alive, too. They have never won a Stanley Cup. They've been around since 1967. The Caps, 1974, they haven't won a Stanley Cup. Uh, in their lifetime, and uh, it's obviously uh, Ottawa has not, and Nashville have not, but they have not been around nearly as long. Okay, so that is uh, how the Stanley Cup playoffs look as we head into the final Saturday of April, and looking at the uh, at the leaders at this point, Jaden Schwartz uh, with uh, seven points in seven games uh, for uh, for the Blues so far in these playoffs. He's starting to climb up the leaderboard. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl with a goal and uh, three assists in the opener of that series. He has two goals and five assists in eight games for the playoffs so far, and also 17 penalty minutes as well. Uh, but he is uh, uh, starting to climb up the leaderboard too. Ryan Ellis, two goals, five assists in six games. Uh, and Ryan Johansson, a goal and six assists in six games. Those are uh, uh, two of Nashville's best. In fact, they're top scorers at this point, all with seven points. Uh, so that is... Uh, how things look right now uh, around the NHL. Uh, We're going to look back at uh, week four, the uh, games of April the 22nd through the 28th. And uh, the first thing we're going to do is take a look at our lines of the week, our top uh, individual game performances. And for hitters, Trey Turner hit for the cycle in Colorado against the, uh, against the Rockies. And uh, uh, he went single, double, homer, triple, 21 points in all, Four for six, ten total bases because he had one of each uh, with four runs scored, seven RBIs. What a game for Trey Turner, who was off to a very slow start, got hurt, came back, and now his numbers are uh, are fantastic, and that's how it works in April. Uh, Eric Thames with uh, a uh, a big day, a two-home run day to be, uh, to be exact. He was two for three with three RBIs, three runs scored, walked a couple of times. Eric Thames has 11 home runs, and that is – um, uh, you know, th- those numbers 
uh, are good enough for uh, an entire season in the past. And even though he didn't rank among the top five in hitters for the past week, his numbers for the year, 364, 11 home runs, and 19 runs batted in. And in 22 games, he, he is a, uh, you know, he, he basically is a three-outcome type of guy right now. 11 homers, 17 walks, 20 strikeouts in 22 games. Um, that is uh, that is pretty amazing. I mean, his, his, the amount of uh, plate appearances he's had is just under 100, and you're talking about 48 occurrences that have nothing to do with any fielders whatsoever. It's pitcher and batter, and that's it. It's either a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. Almost uh, just about half the time for Eric Thames, but he uh, he had a great game with 16 fantasy points, and that game was um, at home against the Reds uh, on the 24th. Next night, Hernan Perez put on a show against those same Cincinnati Reds, and he ended up uh, scoring 16 fantasy points as well. He was a three for three day, or he had a three for three day with three extra base hits home run, and two triples, so 10 total bases, tying Trey Turner there. Uh, but he had two runs scored, three RBIs, also walked once, uh, so he was on base uh, all four times he was up. Just a, uh, a fantastic showing by Hernan Perez, who's been off to a tough start. So those are the lines of the week for the hitters. For the pitchers, single start, uh, uh, the best weeks um, the, the, of, of the starting pitchers anyway, all three were starters in, in the uh, uh, best performances, which you would usually get because a reliever – you can really say in one relief appearance, you're not going to get more than you know a dozen points, 15 points at most. Um, and the top three performances uh, were uh, 41 points for Masahiro Tanaka, 36 for Carlos Carrasco, and 34 for Miguel Gonzalez of the White Sox. For Tanaka, he outdueled Chris Sale and pitched a uh, complete game victory, only allowed um, – only allowed three hits in a shutout. He struck out only three, and but he didn't walk a single batter, and he had 41 points. For uh, Carrasco, eight innings for him, and that was uh, uh, last Saturday uh, against the uh, against the White Sox on the road. Uh, he pitched eight innings and allowed uh, no runs on three hits, walked one, struck out eight. He had 36 points, as I mentioned. Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, of the aforementioned White Sox in their game at home against the Royals on Monday. He pitched eight innings and allowed two hits. No earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. So solid games all the way around. Wins for all three of those players, but those are our lines of the week. Looking at our weekly best, uh, the best hitters, Trey Turner, as we mentioned, he was 16 for 35 with two home runs and 12 runs batted in. Add five doubles to that, an OPS of 13, or I'm sorry, 12.86, and he had 47 fantasy points. The so 16 base hits, that is three better than Daniel Murphy, Justin Turner, Charlie Blackman, uh, and in terms of doubles, his five uh, is tied with it was tied with David Peralta for the best over the last seven days. 13 runs were three better than his teammate Adam Eaton, and RBIs, uh, the the lead man in RBIs, Daniel Murphy with 15. Boy, the uh, Nationals had a uh, have been on a streak, and they went to Coors, so everybody hit at that point. But Trey Turner was number one at 47 fantasy points. Uh, actually, I take that back. Paul Goldschmidt and Charlie Blackman also had 47 points. Not only that, but both of them had better OPSs than Turner. So Turner, we just talked about him, hit for the cycle for the week. He was third among all uh, hitters because we give Goldschmidt the edge because of the OPS. He had an OPS of 1535. 
He only had 21 at-bats for the week because he walked five times, didn't strike out a single time. He was 11 for 21, so that's a 524 average. Two homers, two doubles, 11 runs batted in. He had a 905 slugging percentage. Charlie Blackman, 13 out of 29, that's a 448 average. Three homers, 13 RBIs. He slugged an even thousand because he had three doubles and two triples. So he had eight extra base hits out of his 13 hits. His on-base was 485. So it is Goldschmidt, Blackman, and Turner tied atop the list. We give him uh, that order, one, two, three. Perez, Hernan Perez, uh, was 9 for 15 with a couple of homers, eight RBIs. Add to that three doubles, two triples. So seven extra base hits out of his nine hits and only 15 at-bats. His slugging percentage, consequently, 1467. Uh, And he had 41 fantasy points. Chris Owings for Arizona. 9 for 23, that's a 391 average, but three homers and 12 runs batted in. He had 40 points, tied with uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, who gets an honorable mention at 13 for 33, so that's a 394 average, but he had three homers and led everyone with 15 RBIs. Ryan Zimmerman, also hot. Adam Eaton, also hot. Of course, uh, the, the injury to him, but uh, a big hitting week by a lot of, uh, a lot of players, my goodness. Uh, among pitchers, uh, who gave up all those uh, all those long balls? Not all of them did, though. Marcus Stroman had the best week of any fantasy pitcher. Two quality starts, including one complete game. He had a win and a no decision. A 1.65 ERA and a .92 WHIP in 16 in the third innings. He had 15 strikeouts. He had 52 fantasy points. That's one better than Carlos Carrasco. So Marcus Stroman, our pitcher of the week. Carrasco second. We uh, we mentioned the great start that he had at the eight inning start he had another eight inning start in which he lost it was a hard luck loss though a 169 era and a 0.62 whip for the week 15 strikeouts in 16 innings grasco had 51 fantasy points bud norris the top reliever would you believe it taking over for cam bedrosian who was taken over for houston street as closer of the angels because both now are injured norris had four saves and four innings. No runs on two hits, two walks, five Ks, 45 fantasy points. He was the top reliever in all of fantasy baseball. Lance Lynn, a two-win week, a 1-5-0 ERA, 12 Ks and 12 innings. He had 45 points. And rounding out the top five, we have Kyle Freeland, uh, 2-0 record, 12 hits allowed in 13 innings and only five strikeouts, but a .69 ERA. He had 42 fantasy points. Gio Gonzalez, an honorable mention there, as he also had 42 points and also had two wins, but he had a 2.08 earned run average, uh, the left-hander from Washington. So that is how things shake up for the weekly best. And uh, uh, let's go quickly, position by position. The best catcher, uh, anyone who qualifies a catcher is included here. It is Evan Gaddis of the Houston Astros with 24 fantasy points, a couple of homers, eight RBIs and a 389 batting average. Tony Walters and Alex Avila, seven points back in second place. For first base, Paul Goldschmidt's 47 points are there. Ryan Zimmerman had 39 points. Let's talk about Zimmerman's week. Five home runs, 11 RBIs. He had a 417 average, slugged 1083. You want to talk about a renaissance season. He is already locking up votes for comeback player of the year. He's only 32, but you look at what he did last year, and Zimmerman uh, only batted 218 and 427 at-bats, 15 homers and 46 RBIs already this year in 22 games. He has 10 homers, 24 RBIs. He's more than halfway to both totals. He's only batting 392, but what will separate uh, basically what – um, what will get Zimmerman the comeback player of the year is if he continues it more than just in the month of April. Uh, but Zimmerman making a couple of, a couple of bad fielding uh, plays last night 
that led to, um, uh, uh, well, that one that led to a problem, but one that didn't. But um, uh, taking his foot off the bag quickly to try and uh, uh, get Reyes trying to streak from first to third on a ground ball. Uh, and uh, uh, also he, I believe he um, made an error as well. Uh, yes, he made a throwing error that uh, put Reyes at third base to begin with. So that was that was one bad uh, um Bad inning for Zimmerman. Reyes didn't score, so he didn't pay the price for that. But still, they are, uh, his his qualities at first base because he really can't throw anymore. Uh, that is showing itself, but doesn't doesn't hurt you in fantasy, that's for sure, because Zimmerman is playing so well uh, among second base. Uh, second baseman Owings uh, and Daniel Murphy at 40 fantasy points there. Third base, Hernan Perez had the best week at 41 points. Chris Bryant, 15 points back at 26, even though he slayed the Green Monster last night, his only home run of the week coming last night, a 435 batting average, though, for the week, 10 for 23. Short stops, Trey Turner, Hernan Perez, who qualifies there, Owings, uh, Chris Owings qualifies there, Corey Seager is the first new name on the list, and he was fourth among short stops at 31 fantasy points. Among outfielders, Trey Turner, Charlie Blackman, both with 47 points. Hernan Perez also qualifies there at 41 points. Owings at 40. Adam Eaton at 35. Anthony Rizzo qualifies at first, second, and the outfield. Thanks, Joe Madden. Uh, he is he was also at 35 points. But Adam Eaton, 333 for the week. A homer, six RBIs. He was 10 for 30 with 10 runs scored. And, of course, uh, getting that Coors bump as well, that helped all of the uh, players for the Nationals. Among starters, we mentioned Stroman, Carrasco, Lynn, Freeland, Gonzalez, Tanaka, the best one-start pitcher, and also the top local uh, among uh, all pitchers uh, with 41 fantasy points there. Uh, Relievers, Bud Norris, we talked about him, uh, Sun Kwan Oh, and Chase Whitley were tied for second with 39 fantasy points, six points back. Uh, and for different reasons. O had three saves in four and a third innings. Whitley, a win and a save in five and a third innings. Neither one of them gave up an earned run, and those were the weekly best for week four in fantasy baseball. Uh, let's take a look at uh, at some injuries and hot pickups, and then we'll go into our fantasy focus with our uh, look at uh, major league rotations. Of course, we have our two-star pitchers for week five, our uh, uh, scheduled notes as well, and uh, uh, we will go past the bottom of the hour, obviously, to uh, the 45-minute mark, which is when the show ends. And you can listen to the uh, live feed, which you're listening to now. You can listen to it live on blogtalkradio.com slash the-statman. That's the show page. That's the place to go for the latest schedules. And also not only listening live, but uh, downloading the past few episodes of the program. You can listen to the entire 45-minute podcast, that's the 30-minute live feed, and the 15-minute podcast-only version in a number of places, you, on iTunes, on Stitcher, the smart radio app. You can download the free app from the Apple App Store from Google Play. Download the app over Wi-Fi. Take it on the go with you. Add us to your playlist. Give us a thumbs up there. You can join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash sports with the Statman. Like us on Facebook. Come back early and often. We post all of our audio there as well. You can start the conversation, join the conversation there, or on Twitter if you have a fantasy question or a pro opinion you want to get off your chest. You can uh, tweet me at gstatman. That's at G-S-T-A-T-M-A-N. And the website is statmansportsonline.com. That's statmansportsonline.com. Our next episode will be next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, which is our usual time. Uh, right here, and we will unveil our all-Statman team for the month of April for Fantasy Baseball. And also, uh, we'll we'll take a look at our all-Statman team for the month of April in uh, playoff hockey. So we'll do that as well 
uh, next week. So join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for that. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at uh, at injuries, and we mentioned a few of the high-profile ones, but let's go position by position here. Uh, for catchers, uh, really the uh, the only one of consequence, Gary Sanchez, bicep injury. Uh, he is looking to be uh, back in a little over a week. Uh, he is coming close to a rehab assignment, and uh, uh, that is that is the idea. So early May is uh, his activation, and the Yankees don't really need him. They're crushing the ball all over the place. Um, but uh, obviously it would be good to get him back into the lineup. Tom Murphy for Colorado, wrist injury, looking to come back in the next week. And Wilson Ramos with a knee injury out until mid-June as he is just starting to swing the bat. Um, that, so that is good news for um, for Wilson Ramos owners if you were able to uh, pick him up and stash him. But most likely he is available on the waiver wire but not looking to come back for another six weeks at least. At first base, Miguel Cabrera on the DL with a groin injury, but he is looking to come back soon, taking uh, batting practice yesterday and light jogging as well. Uh, He will be eligible to come back on Tuesday. So that is the idea is uh, he should not miss more than the minimum amount of time uh, to get back into the lineup for the Tigers. Lucas Duda for the Mets, DL elbow injury. He is eligible to come off Tomorrow he will he will begin a rehab assignment. Uh, he actually uh, started it yesterday, um, so uh, looking like tomorrow he might be activated. Now T.J. Rivera played first in his stead uh, a little bit, as well as Jay Bruce. Uh, but when Yoenis Cespedes went down with an injury, uh, they needed Bruce in right field. Granderson shifted to center, Conforto in left, and now T.J. Rivera is playing first base. Had a good night last night, so we'll play there today. And with any luck, Duda comes back off the DL tomorrow. So that is how uh, that is how that looks. On to second base, and uh, Logan Forsythe for the Dodgers, a toe injury. Uh, he may be back within the next week. Now, this is one of the things with a 10-day DL. You have guys that are out, but they are out short term and activated as soon as they're eligible, which avoids day-to-day injuries uh, a little more. So you're not going to see as many day-to-day injuries. If there are players who are out for a few days, instead of uh, playing a man short for three, four games, they may just put him on the DL and give him some uh, some uh, time to, to rest the injury and, and relax it, get some treatment, and then come back uh, in 10 days. And especially with a pitcher, if he skips a start, um, you know that there may be a possibility of just putting him on the DL to have him skip two starts if if it doesn't look any any better. Um, you know, rather than playing a man short, you get an extra bullpen arm and, and that helps. But in this case Logan Forsyth could return within a week. Um, he has uh, he has been uh, uh, he has been doing you know getting involved in baseball activities since Tuesday. Uh, so he uh, should be coming back when he is eligible on May the fifth. Uh, also Pablo Sandoval on the DL with a knee injury uh, there is no timetable for his return. So unlike Forsyth, it looks like this may be a little longer uh, for him to come back. Only batting 213 this year in 17 games, three homers, 10 RBIs. Uh, he has been out since uh, the 23rd and eligible to return on May the 4th. Uh, so that is uh, the situation for Sandoval. Uh, also, Adam Frazier of the uh, – uh, hang on a sec here. As, uh, as we're having as we're having a little computer glitch, bear with me. Um, but uh, Adam Frazier of the Pittsburgh Pirates also on the DL with a hamstring injury. He is also looking to come back. Brandon Phillips, I forgot to mention, um, 
I, you know, I, I mentioned second base and Pablo Sandoval. It's only because he qualifies there. Brandon Phillips, obviously Sandoval, usually a third baseman. Um, Phillips for Atlanta, groin injury for him, and uh, looking to try and come back uh, off the DL today. That is uh, that is the idea uh, for for the Atlanta Braves. As uh, let's uh, let's see what's happening here. We have a we have a little issue with the uh, uh, with the website. So let's. Uh, uh, let's move on here. As uh, of course, we have uh, we have hot pickups uh, to follow after this, um, but um, uh, but obviously with um, with the injuries, let's uh, let's take a closer look at uh, third base and um, and see. And we, we mentioned Sandoval. Obviously, he is normally a third baseman, but uh, we will take a look at other third basemen. And um, let's start with uh, David Freeze. Now, he's only owned in 26% of CBSSports.com leagues, even though he's off to a great start, 321 batting average, three homers, 10 RBIs. Um, but he is uh, day-to-day. It is, uh, he is probable for today. We will see what, uh, what will happen. Uh, I, I mentioned Phillips before. Apologies for, for the technical uh, snafu there, but Phillips is not on the DL. He is day-to-day with a groin injury, but he is probable to play today. With Freeze, it's a hamstring injury. He is also probable today. He is not on the DL. Um, we mentioned Forsyth and Sandoval for third base. Uh, also, uh, Jacoby Jones, uh, who um, had stitches in his lip removed yesterday, uh, so looking like a rehab assignment as he uh, um, as he was put on the DL with a facial injury. Um, as he uh, he had a CAT scan, it was fine. He was hit by a pitch last Saturday, so he's put on the DL. May third is his return date, uh, so uh, he should be. Uh, uh, good to go uh, to get on a rehab assignment. And uh, Jacoby Jones, a young player, uh, well, technically young, 24 years old, but he's only six for 40 so far uh, this year. All right. And uh, Josh Donaldson, of course, calf injury for him. Uh, he had his. Uh, he was supposed to miss two to four weeks, and uh, or actually, that's the timetable. So he may return in the next week for the Toronto Blue Jays. And boy, the Blue Jays could use him. They are off to an awful start this year, with the exception of Marcus Stroman. Everyone else is off to a terrible start. Uh, shortstops, Brandon Crawford is uh, out on a bereavement list, so not a uh, not a DL stint or anything like that, but he's on the bereavement list, so he's going to miss a couple of days. And uh, players on the DL, Troy Tulowitzki. Stop me if you've heard this before. Hamstring injury for him. Uh, MRI uh, came back uh, okay, uh, but no timetable yet to his return. He's batting 263 with a homer and 10 RBIs for the oft-injured shortstop. Also, Marcus Semyon for Oakland, wrist injury, looking to come back in the middle of June. He was put on the 60-day DL, um, so he will be out for quite a while. Outfielders, we talked about Cespedes briefly, and, of course, Adam Eaton with the leg injury. The latest there is, uh, well, he couldn't walk off the field. So it's going to be an MRI this morning. And that will determine what happens, whether it was an ankle, whether it was a knee, what uh, what the issue was. Um, but he is a, a leadoff hitter, and when you, uh, you when you have a major leg injury, that is not a good thing. Uh, Cespedes tried to leg out a double, and he had a hamstring injury, so uh, they are not sure how long he will be out. Um, he has uh, he has been hampered by leg injuries a bit last year, already a bit this year. Um, he went on that homer binge, but uh, you know, batting 270 for the year in 18 games, 
So the uh, the, uh, the Mets have played 22. So he's missed four so far, and who knows how how many more he will miss. Mitch Haniger was off to such a great start for the Seattle Mariners. Oblique strain, three to four week injury, and uh, it is a grade two right oblique strain. Uh, shame for him because he has been off to a uh, white hot start. 342 average, four homers, and 16 runs batted in, but he will sit for about a month. Also, Jorge Soler in Kansas City, oblique injury for him, too. And uh, uh, he uh, he is uh, on a rehab assignment through May 10th, apparently, so he is going to uh, uh, play a little more there. He, is, he has not uh, been in the lineup for Kansas City since, uh, uh, since opening day. He has not played this year. Uh, and new to the Royals organization, the former Cub, uh, traded over there over the offseason. Uh, but... Um, Solaire is going to get some more at bats in um, in AAA to get uh, to get caught up and get ready to go for the season. Uh, Ian Desmond for Colorado he has not played with his new franchise either. Hand injury. He is starting to um, play in extended spring training games. So the uh, the idea is that he will be out into into May, um, most likely. That is uh, that is what uh, what it looks like and and Des. Desmond was penciled to be uh, the center fielder. Uh, who knows where he will play when he comes back, whether it will be center or uh, or around in left, perhaps. Um, but right now he is uh, in extended spring training. Uh, Denard Spann with a shoulder. He should be back in mid-May. Victor Robles of Washington with a hamstring injury. He, he is uh, uh, on the DL as well. Hamstring tightness. Uh, he is in the minor leagues, though. Uh, but a prospect and someone that uh, you, you might be targeting in uh, in deeper keeper leagues. David Dahl, let's get the latest on him. Rib injury for him. Um, he is hitting off a tee. Uh, so he is uh, going to start baseball activities uh, pretty soon. Or actually, he, he is um, uh, expected to get to live batting practice in a few days. But looking to mid-May for his return. J.D. Martinez, a foot injury, taking batting practice. So he's closer uh, to a rehab assignment. Uh, early May is his uh, most like uh, most likely his return date. Uh, all right, and uh, Jock Peterson put on the DL with a hamstring injury. Uh, he is trying to come back in about a week. Raja Davis with a hamstring injury. Once again, he's a uh, he's a speed burner, so that is not a good sign. But he was put on the DL on Tuesday. Uh, he was out three days with his hamstring injury. So without. Uh, uh, Playing a man short much longer, they put him on the 10-day DL. By the way, the live feed about to cut out. We still have hot pickups and uh, two-star pitchers, schedule stars, our fantasy focus, so you can catch it all on the podcast. You can download it from iTunes, from Stitcher, the Smart Radio app, or you can download it right from Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash sportswiththestatman. Thanks so much for joining us live. Now onto the podcast-only version as we are uh, looking to – um, our injuries, our injury report for week number five, looking at pitchers, uh, a, a DL stint from Madison Bumgarner. They are now saying the all-star break. It is a grade two shoulder sprain. It was a dirt bike accident when he was in uh, in Colorado and uh, near the all-star break. That is what it's looking like. He was 0-3 in four starts. The Giants have really struggled right there with the Blue Jays and with the Mets as the most unlikely teams to uh, uh, to have such bad starts, but Bumgarner uh, still had a 3.00 ERA and a 1.07 WHIP, and, and the Giants' season just uh, took a turn for the worse when he went down with that injury. Also, Sean Manea is uh, is questionable with a shoulder injury, so is Tyler Skaggs, questionable for him. But other DL um, uh, DL players, 
Felix Hernandez, shoulder injury, three to four weeks, he has bursitis. Bursitis. That's what uh, caused Sandy Koufax to retire. It's way too early to say that. Hernandez is 31 years old, which was about the time uh, that Koufax uh, hung him up. Uh, but Hernandez, 2-2, two and two, with a 4.72 ERA in the early going, is not pitching well at all. Uh, he, had, he didn't have such a great season last year, but he did have 25 starts. So it was the first time uh, in his, uh, since his rookie year of 2005, just coming up, where he had under 30 starts. That was last year. So um, not good for, uh, for Hernandez. Shelby Miller, UCL tear, and they are contemplating surgery. 60-day DL for Miller. He may have to get Tommy John. He's 26 years old. Everyone is wondering what the heck is happening uh, to Miller after a promising start to his career in 2013, had a good season in 2014, and after he left the Cardinals, he has been nothing but trouble. Atlanta, 6-17 and 17 in 2015, 3-12 last year in Arizona as uh, he was in the Dansby Swanson deal that got Swanson to Atlanta. Swanson's really struggling, but still the long-term prospects for Swanson are fine. For Miller, not so much as he is uh, – uh, he, he was off to a pretty good start this year, actually, 2-2, two two, 4.09 ERA, uh, but it looks like he may be lost uh, long-term. J.A. Happ, elbow injury for him for Toronto, no timetable for his return, um, but uh, he has inflammation, and that uh, and, and that is good news that it's only inflammation, but still, uh, you worry whenever you see, whenever you hear elbow, the uh, um, the, the sirens go off. He is 0-3, just like Bumgarner. Four and a half ERA, though, uh, off to a tough start. Um, let's see. Uh, otherwise, Rich Hill on the DL with a with a finger issue. It, it, it's a blister once again, uh, I believe. I'm pretty sure uh, he has had problems with blisters. So I'm, I'm guessing when I when I see finger, I'm uh, I'm guessing a uh, yep. It is a blister. Of course, it's it's Rich Hill. Um, uh, and Aaron Sanchez with a with a finger injury of his own, as uh, uh, he is uh, looking to uh, come back. Actually, Sunday he will come off the DL on Sunday. So uh, uh, Aaron Sanchez will be back in the Blue Jays uh, rotation. You know, missing a couple of guys from their rotation. That's uh, that's a tough tough go for the Blue Jays as they've really struggled. There's enough time to turn it around, but uh, not that much time. All right, so that is uh, that is a look at starters. Let's take a quick look at relievers and see if there are any final injuries for uh, for pitchers. Uh, Coda Glover on the DL with a hip injury, and, and Washington's bullpen not very good. Um, but uh, Andy Romero might be the guy um, uh, for uh, uh, for Washington, as uh, uh, Blake Trinan was knocked around by the Mets uh, last night. Coda Glover on the DL. Um, so, so uh, also Zach Britton continues to be out with forearm injury. He struggled in his first rehab appearance in Double A, so uh, they may need some uh, some more work with him. Brad Brock continues to try and close in his absence, even though he blew it uh, last night against the Yankees. Hot pickups. Let's uh, take a look at some hot pickups for uh, um, uh, for you if you have injury issues or your players are. Uh, uh, underperforming, you know, now might be the time to cut bait. You know, you're four weeks in, you have a pretty good idea who's who's doing what. Um, you know, if you if uh, if you have a younger player, you may want to show a little more patience. But if it's a veteran, he's not playing up to uh, up to snuff. Uh, you may want to jump right in. Let me give you a couple of uh, hitting options and pitching options among hitters. Jet Bandy, we've talked about him before. He is really uh, getting a lot of uh, 
uh, a lot of love from the fantasy community. Batting 348, four homers, eight RBIs, and looking at what he's done recently, he's only playing half half the time. So still more valuable in daily leagues when you know he's going to be in there. But his uh, but he's available in deep leagues, in medium sized leagues. Let's uh, let's give you some some uh, other options. Um, Austin Hedges, speaking of catchers, uh, only batting 188, um, but he's had a couple of home runs over the past week, six RBIs, and uh, he is uh, starting to get a, a little more comfortable there. Uh, he's a young uh, young catcher, and uh, he is in his uh, really his first full season. He's, he's had parts of two seasons. Uh, with the Padres before before this year, but he's available in medium-sized leagues. Also, Taylor Motter for Seattle. He has some positional eligibility. He qualifies at first, third, outfield, shortstop, plays a little bit of everywhere. Um, and I don't know for how long, but at least he's playing 10% of his team's games in those positions. Uh, and uh, he's hitting second in the lineup. His average has dipped to 235, but five homers, 13 RBIs uh, for uh, uh, the versatile player and he's available in uh, medium-sized leagues as well. Uh, other medium-league ads, uh, Michael Conforto is more of a shallow league ad at this point. His ownership has gone from 37 to 59%, uh, so he is uh, and now going to play every day with Cespedes out of the lineup. Who knows how long he will be out of the lineup. Um, let's see, Mitch Moreland, first baseman in Boston, his uh, percentage has gone up. 16 points from 38 to 54. He's available in medium-sized leagues. Andrelton Simmons, shortstop for the Angels. He is up 15 points from 26 to 41. He's batting 287, three homers, and seven runs batted in. He had uh, a homer and four RBIs uh, last uh, last Saturday against Toronto, a 2-4 day. And uh, so he is uh, getting some love as well. Uh, shallow league options, Steven Souza, Travis Shaw now with uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and hitting well. Uh, you know, you have Thames, you have uh, Perez who has picked it up. Uh, Shaw uh, starting to snap out of a couple of multi-hit games back-to-back against Cincinnati during the week. Uh, the, everybody hit well against the Reds there uh, over the uh, over the weekend. Or, uh, I'm sorry, during the week for, for Milwaukee. Uh, also in shallow leagues, uh, you have Starlin Castro of the Yankees, Cesar Hernandez of the Phillies, and Aaron Judge of the Yankees who uh, had a StatCast high 119.4 mile-per-hour exit velocity on his uh, home run to center field. Talk about a clothesline. That ball uh, got out in a hurry over the center field fence. It was it was hit so hard that the pitcher shielded his face, and it went over the wall. That tells you that is uh, that is some hard hitting right there by Aaron Judge. Uh, among pitchers, Wade Miley, his uh, percentage has gone up from 10% to 70%. His ERA is 2.08 in four game starts. He's only one and one, um, but. He has had uh, three straight quality starts, and um, he has been uh, very uh, very impressive in terms of strikeouts. I mean, he struck out 32 in 26 innings. He did have six walks in his last start. Gives you a little pause. But he's gone up from 10% to 70%, so available in uh, medium-sized leagues uh, not for long. Miguel Gonzalez in medium-sized leagues uh, has gone up from 6% to 39% after that great performance we talked about before. Also, Chase Anderson for Milwaukee in medium-sized leagues, 35 to 63% this week. He has a 2.10 ERA, 2-0 start with five uh, starts in his belt, uh, under his belt. He's had three of his five starts have been quality starts. 
One, because he uh, had too many earned runs his last time out against Atlanta, four runs in six innings, and one time he only pitched five against the Cubs. Uh, still got the win, though. Uh, but Anderson in medium-sized leagues. Wei-Yin Chen also in medium-sized leagues. Antonio Senzatella, another good option in medium-sized leagues. Shallow leagues, Joe Ross, who's going to make the start on Sunday. Uh, coming up, uh, he has had two game starts. He's had a, uh, he hasn't had a great uh, start to it, 6-1-70 RA in 11 and two-thirds innings. But you get the feeling he's here to stay. And Joe Ross uh, is available in um, uh, about an eighth of CBSSports.com leagues after his uh, uh, ownership rose up from 71 to 87%. Jesse Hahn in deep leagues, I think that's a great, uh, great pickup at this point, as long as he stays healthy. 2.08 ERA in three game starts, four appearances overall. He's 1-1 one one with a whip of .96. Uh, Chad Cool, a medium-sized uh, uh, availability, even though Cool was really roughed up his last time out. Ty Black uh, with uh, San Francisco. Uh, he is going to take Bumgarner's spot in the rotation. Uh, he is available in deep leagues. Bud Norris uh, for relievers. He is available in deep leagues as he is subbing for Cam Bedrosian, who is on the DL. And uh, not sure when they will come back. Bedrosian has a groin injury. Houston Street uh, also not back, um, but uh, he, is, he has pitched really well, but Norris has uh, in that closer role for now. All right, that's a look at the hot pickups. Let's, uh, let's move on and talk about two star pitchers coming up for, uh, for the upcoming week number five as uh, we, uh, uh, we move forward. We'll give you a couple of guys we think you should sit, guys who are starting in 50% or more in CBSSports.com leagues. Vince Velasquez, he's got a tough week in, at Wrigley on Monday uh, to face Brett Anderson and then at home against the Nationals and Joe Ross. Uh, I'm going to say sit Velasquez, 64%. He is starting at 64% of CBSSports.com leagues. Uh, another guy I think you should sit, Robert Gesellman. He has not proven he uh, can pitch well out of the first inning. He's starting at 60% of CBSSports.com leagues. It's because of the Mets' starting pitching reputation. But Gesellman, I would sit him at this point. He's in Atlanta Monday night against Julio Tehran and then at home against Wayne Chen and the Marlins on Saturday. Uh, and the Marlins have seen him, and they've roughed him up. So uh, Gesellman, 6.89 ERA in his last three starts. Sit him immediately. Uh, next, Matt Shoemaker. He's only starting at 48% of CBSSports.com leagues. He has a game in Seattle against James Paxton, who's pitched well. The only problem is Paxton has five wild pitches, but other than that, uh, Paxton has has played really well. He's a 1-3-9 ERA. Uh, So that could be a pitcher's duel. That's on Tuesday. And then uh, Shoemaker is at home against Mike Fires of Houston on Sunday. So Shoemaker, 20 strikeouts in his last 17 in the third inning, so I would put him in the lineup. Uh, Also, Let's give you another one that uh, uh, that you may want to put in there. Um, about let's uh, let's think here. Let's let's give you let's give you a good one uh, to help with your lineup. Uh, I I like Wei Yin Chen, even though he has not pitched well lately. Going up against Erasmo Ramirez of the Rays on Monday night, Robert Gesellman at City Field on Saturday. Uh, it all depends on how the Mets are hitting at this point, I think. But uh, I would give Chen a shot if you don't have better options. Um, uh, another another option would be uh, maybe Brett Anderson goes up against the Phillies and the Yankees both at home. Uh, Velasquez on Monday, Jordan Montgomery on Saturday, but he has pitched okay. Um, 
Tyler Chatwood would be an interesting option, only starting at 18%, but he's in San Diego in a pitcher's park against Trevor Cahill on Tuesday, and then at home against Arizona on Sunday. That might be a tough one, but Chatwood has done a pretty good job even at home. So um, let me give you Shoemaker and Chatwood. Those are the two I would uh, I would start with under 50%. Okay, let's uh, let's move on here and talk a little about uh, um, the uh, uh, upcoming schedules. Uh, we don't have we don't have a lot of time to get to our um, fantasy focus, our look around uh, around baseball at starting pitching rotations. We've tried to give you some uh, uh, some ideas in terms of players who are hurt and who's taken over for those players, um, but that is uh, uh, not uh, not so easy. At this point, but uh, especially if you're trying to replace a guy like Bumgarner, you're not going to replace him with Ty Block because that is really not an even trade at this point. Um, however, let's uh, let's give you some uh, some schedule. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.